Welcome to Trail and Error, a look at the trail running world from the podium to the pack with your hosts Jay Grady and Tristan Stevenson. We decided to start our own trail running podcast to talk to the people we find interesting in the trail and ultra running world, to find out their highs and lows, their momentous successes and their abject failures, and to perhaps give us all a little bit of inspiration to take on some adventures and challenges of our own. We'll be speaking to runners and athletes, race directors and coaches, sports nutritionists and doctors to get the best out of our own running and hopefully yours too. We hope you enjoy the podcast and if you do, please hit like and subscribe via all the normal podcast feeds. But for now, let's get on with the show. Welcome to another episode of Trail and Error. Um, This week we are joined by... I'm going to call you a journeyman and like make you cringe and go crimson red, but we're joined by Toby Lowe, um, co-founder of Perrin Trail Runners, Ultra Runner. Um, Toby, your resume is quite long. So uh, it's uh, Ultra Runner, um, arc finisher, photographer, professional photographer, videographer, uh, former National Trust Ranger. It goes on, man. Oh, no, not like... National Trust. Not oh, was National it National Trust? Trust. Not National Trust. No, I was. Who a, was it? I was a Were local a... authority boy. Space Ranger. No, I was a local authority boy. So local. I, I would just clear. I would just clear that up. No, no, nothing. A lot of kudos to my my old colleagues in the National Trust, but I was a local authority. So ah, clear that up. <laughs> but you are like um, a font of knowledge on the Southwest Coast Path. I have to say. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I've kind of, I've kind of worked on it for twenty more than twenty years, um, and and overall access as well, because you know my area of that professional life was um, involved in in rights of way and countryside access. Which, ironically, if you, seeing as this is a trail running podcast, I mean, if you. If you is trail it? run, that's that's pretty much the network that you use. <laughs> Apparently, so that's what that's what Jay convinced me. That's um, what you put on the blurb. <laughs> indeed, indeed. And now this is what I am cooking this week. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, you know, if if you're using, if you are, if you're using, if you are running, you are, and you're running off road. Unless you're lucky enough to have um, open moorland or open fell or whatever, open country, open access near you, you're, you're using the rights away network, and and that's. Uh, that's a big thing. I mean, in Cornwall, what is it? Oh my God, I'm going to have to think of the statistic. I think we've got 2,000, it's about 2,000 miles worth. Oh God, I used really? to Really? And I forgot. Yeah, we've got a phenomenal amount. We're really lucky here. We've got a really good network. Other parts of the country, not so lucky. Other parts Massive. of the country. That's like two thirds yeah. of running across America then in distance, just running around the trails of Cornwall. There's your challenge, Jay. There's the FKT. <laughs> There's the FKT, yeah. right? No. Get, get, get your copy of the definitive map for, for Cornwall and, oh, and start ticking them off. Do you know somebody's we'll going to do that end. now, don't you? Somebody's going to do it right now. Yes. Somebody's just started thinking about doing that. So, so yeah, what you're saying, though, is, is, is that like even though like lots of the coast paths are owned by the National Trust or whatever, it's working in conjunction with the local authority to ensure that the rights away are maintained and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, if you want to take the coast path per se, so a third of, I'm going to be pulling out statistics here, and I'm trying to remember numbers here, but about a third of coast in Cornwall is owned by the National Trust. Um, the Highway Authority, which is Cornwall Council, has overall responsibility for the maintenance um, and ensuring that it's open and available. Um, and the National Trust workers are effectively as an agency for 
for for Cornwall Council as the highway authority and manage it because that's what the National Trust do. I mean, they they do a lot of uh, of access work. So Cornwall Council in this instance and um, the similar relationships in Devon and Somerset and Dorset um, on other bits of of the Southwest Coast Path, um, the National Trust manage their own estates. But they're effectively working as an agency for the for the local authority, and that works well because often, you know, with the national trust, they they have a you know they have a good site covering in terms of they have a, a lot of rangers, a lot of wardens, um, and they can respond to stuff on their individual patches, and they can manage it in the way. National trusts are very good at doing stuff in the vernacular, so if they're re- rebuilding bits of infrastructure, then they'll often do it in a way that is befitting with the landscape. So, mm. so if they're acting as get- an agency, does that mean then that? The local authority are paying their money to maintain their own land, basically. Okay, so in in terms, and we're talking about national trail here rather than the wider rights away network. I like how we've got straight into the nitty gritty of rights oh, away. Right, yeah. And there's, you know, I kind of I, I mean, this is like a previous life for me, um, but it's brilliant. As soon as you start talking about rights away or or, or the southwest coast path, the little this 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 big this bit in my brain that suddenly goes oh goody let's <laughs> absolutely clicks into gear like anyone I, listening I, to this but you know let's crack on anyway yeah yeah exactly that i mean I, and I, well i mean i can really do your your viewing figures when i start quoting the highways act um that's when you know that you're you're down to my mother and her dogs listening to this so um but um so the um oh sorry what was it so yeah so in terms of the way that it works with the relationship between um, the Highway Authority, this is, which is Cornwall Council, and I'm, I'll speak of what I know, which is Cornwall, um, they are uh, they receive um, funding from Natural England, um, which is part of DEFRA, for the management of the National Trail. I will say that is a, a pot of money that has gone depreciated massively over the years, and you know anyone who has um, come across issues on the coast path or sort of watched. The way it's maintained. I mean, you, you know, the guys who are on the ground, whether they are uh, local authority or whether they are national trust, they are working with vastly diminished budgets nowadays. Um, you know, it, the Southwest Coast Path in particular is a really important asset. It's used by millions, it's loved by all, um, and it's been managed on ever decreasing budgets. But in the case of the money that comes from Natural England, which comes from an overall national pot for a pot for national trails um, across the country, which will include Pennine Way, Hadrian's Wall, all those things. Um, that money then goes uh, to the Highway Authority. And then effectively, uh, back in my day, what we used to do was div out the bits to the National Trust for their sections, and they would use that. Um, but it's fair to say both uh, the Cornwall Council or local authority have to put money in. That's the same with Devon County Council. All those local authorities have to put money in to top that up, and the National Trust have to do the same. You know, it's 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 a portion of what is required to actually keep that that trail uh, up and running. Um, and it's and, and anecdotally, I mean, I was thinking about this the other day actually. The the level of use. So back in my day, I mean, I started you know I started working in Cornwall on the coast path about 2000 something like that that's when i sort of pitched up here um and the level of use you know it was busy but now it's bonkers oh yeah and and, and i will partly put that i yeah again a conversation i was having back in 2000 i i i would be out there um throughout the week i'd never see anyone running on it i I would really never see i saw a lot of germans um on uh, German tourists coming through, which is always lovely. Um, but I would never see anyone running on it. 
And now I can't, I'm very lucky where I live. I'm literally out my front door one minute and I'm on the coast path, which is brilliant. And I will be pretty certain every time that I go out that I will see someone coming the other way or I'll run out and I'll bump into someone that I know. Um, but back then, you just didn't see people. And that's kind of like the rise mm. of trail running. You know, it, it's very easy to sort of kind of be in it now and just go like, yeah, everyone's running. It's great. Everyone's out on the coast path and everyone loves it. You know, 20 years or ago, um, that didn't really happen. Well, even so, 10 years ago when I started on no. the coast path, it was um, I was the only one I ever saw with a backpack on. And, and mm. races, and now every you see, because you can spot the trail runners and ultra runners, can't you? Because most of us have a, a pack on if we're out for a, a longish run. And yeah, you, you see yeah. more and more packs out there, and you kind of that's almost that that um, you're in my club moment, isn't it? When you see somebody running with <laughs> with a pack on, ah, oh, yeah, you're one of us. Or it's like um, now, every time you see someone arc training. that's that's pretty much it isn't it there's only one answer as well it's like yeah yeah no not this year (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah that's our answer actually although Tris is Tris is doing the oh you back on it are you no Uh, I'm not doing it no you're not doing it now well no not as it stands I I mean I didn't go out of place to be frank with you I was I was too late um sort of thinking about it um and um I actually put myself on the reserve list for the ARC 50, um, but no, uh, didn't, no, no, you know. That no small luck. seismic movement, by the way, was most of the people in Cornwall doing the 50, breathing a sigh of relief. As the, the planet's surface flexed there slightly. <laughs> one place, <laughs> one place up. <laughs> <laughs> well, unless, so unless the powers that be um, listen to this podcast and decide to, you know, um, off me we a have place, to mention it? the powers that be that want them to too. listen, because I'm pretty sure he's got a web crawler. So Ferg... There you go. It's, 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 that's all we need to do. Just Although mention. I'm slightly, now, now I'm slightly terrified because uh, I'm certainly not training towards <laughs> that anymore. And, um, you know, if I did get the opportunity to race, then um, I'd have to probably uh, move up a couple of gears. <laughs> so that's three of us not doing it this year then. Okay. Yeah, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. Really? I, I was out, with, I was out some, with some guys who are in the middle of their training block last night doing a out and back from St. Agnes, which was lovely. Oh, really, standing really in nice. the group. Rob. Mr. Mr. Standing's yeah, two dates. Two days. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was great. It was really good fun. Although I missed the memo because Rob said, oh, it's an hour and a half. And I went, yeah, yeah, great. Oh, um, each way. So I pitched up. Yes, yeah, it's an hour and a half there and then an hour and a half back. <laughs> so I pitched up kind of like with a small bum bag on, just sort of like, hey, it'd be great. And then he was like, oh, yeah, so we're going to run out. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> did you say it's an hour and a half? <laughs> but it was good. I mean, it was comfortable. It's fine. I mean, you know, but you know, it's kind of like a yeah. bonus when you think you're going out for an hour and a half and you get a three hour run. So that's, <laughs> I took it as, as, as brilliant. The company was excellent. It was beautiful out there last night as well. It was just sublime because it wasn't raining and it wasn't windy and the visibility was really good. And uh, the weather yeah, at the moment is wonderful. just lovely winter weather, isn't it? Mm. It's getting cold. Um, yeah, it's yeah, clear yeah. and not windy and there's no rain forecast for like the next week, I don't think, which is amazing. That's when you want to be out there on the coast path for sure. Yeah, because that's not how it's going to be when it gets to the art. But anyway, that's... <laughs> so Tobe, you came, if I'm correct, um, over our many coffee chats that we've had. You came to running after um, being a climber for a long time. Yeah, then... so I kind of my trajectory is I ran a lot when I was younger, um, and uh, then went into climbing. Massively into climbing, hugely into climbing. Um, did what all climbers did, which was 
over, well, I injured um, and I basically did my wrist, mm. um, which is a really pivotal bit of kit in your ride running toolbox. That is not something you want to do. And then just with strapping it and overtraining. Runners and climbers are very similar in that OCD, obsessive, compulsive, just keep on doing it. I just want to, I just need to be out there. Anyway, so I, I did that and then flipped over to surfing and was like running in between um, and just using running as a way of getting to places. But at the same time, I was rangering. So I was on my feet all day um, and, you know, things like coast path surveys. We used to run a lot on those because it was easier to see. This is the irony. I was out in a pair of road shoes and I'd have like a 12 mile section of coast path to survey. So I'd put a pair of road shoes on and put my backpack on and run it and pick up my bike that I'd left at the end and then cycle back to my wagon. Um, but then went more into surfing with the climbing not being thing and then eventually came back around to to to, to running again um so yeah it was a sort of cycle um but it's I've, I've been on my feet for a long time you know i kind of had it i'm glad you sat down today yes like i was gonna do this and we just walk we just walk <laughs> just keep moving and so i mean we met when you very kindly came along as the photographer for, um, we'd known each other on Instagram actually, hadn't we? But then you came along yeah. to Trails in Motion as our, our first Trails in Motion in Cornwall as the official photographer. Loads of people are still using your pictures as their uh, uh, official photo, by the way, from that evening. So they haven't logged into Facebook since. Since, yeah. They, <laughs> <laughs> they've just gone. Um, so... And then we kind of, yeah, we, we did some runs together. I guess we did the same kind of running and we drank a lot of coffee. And um, and as kind of, we, you know, our, cross, our passes, paths crossed onto the plague and then Southwest Traverse and stuff like that. So that's kind of grown that way. So we've been at a similar place. And I think you probably you're, you are a better runner than me and I know you defend that, but you are. And, and well, so I would defend that, yeah. Well, we've crossed backwards and forwards a little bit in terms of leaping forward, and, and you were very strong on the arc this year. And then um, you had this stroke of genius uh, where you and Swifty and, and created Perrin Trail Runners, which I think we should definitely hear some more about. So last year, it was 2021? <sighs> yeah, okay. So the How did that the come origins- about? Yeah, the origins of parent trail runners. So, so, um, so to, to to firstly say who Swifty is. Swifty is a, a, a gentleman called Nigel Swifty. who's a very dear friend of mine who uh, I've run with now for some years. Um, he's Swifty by name and Swifty by nature. He's a very fast runner, um, and and also just a lovely guy. Um, we we were both running for another club um, uh, called. Uh, well, Newquay, Newquay Roadrunners, actually, despite being me being predominantly off road, I've got nothing against road running. I will say, I, I think, I think I've got lots. Oh, of I have here. phenomenal. <laughs> okay, but he so, hates it. Um, but um, but it has its time and place. It has its time and place. But um, yeah, so Nige uh, or Swifty, he said um, he we were out for a run today, and there's another gentleman involved, which is, is Dan Paul. Dan, who, for yeah. one reason or another, was sort of kind of at the beginning has taken. Dan's always had some real bad injury problems um, and uh, he had to sort of drop out for a bit. I'm really glad to say he, he looks like he's on the return, which is, hey. is great. Um, and he's phenomenally fast as well. So that's that's good. But um, so so we were out for a run one day 
Um, and Nigel went, oh, I'd really like to start a club. And I went, yeah. And I think Dan was, was there as well. And he said, yeah. And then we just did nothing with it. Um, and that was kind of like one of those um, sort of passing comments. And then it, it, it came to lockdown um, uh, and that sort of two years of fun that we had. Um, and Nigel and I had taken up every Saturday, uh, Sunday, we'd go out for like a 10 mile tempo. And it was a real sort of just, we're all in different places during that time. And we just used to, I just used to really enjoy his company and we'd chat as we went along and, and sort of blast off off the miles. And he said it again, I'd really start like to start a club. And I just stuck with me and I said, yeah, let's do it. And so by the time we got back to, to my place, um, we decided we're doing it and we talked out how we were going to do it and we'd even come up with Perrin Trail Runners as the name. I think we could literally, we got to my gate and it was, and I, one of us said, I don't, I can't remember which one it was, went Perrin Trail Runners and, and, and that was like, yeah, that's it. Okay. That's, that's brilliant. So. Can you remember any of the other suggested names? Were they, were they really shit? Oh no, 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 they weren't I mean, there's no shit idea, pretty good. There's no shit. There's, there's an idea that was not of the time. Um, there was, I mean, with things <laughs> like the I mean, universe, came up with, <laughs> or the universe, yeah, or, or that's publicly um, usable. Um, so, I mean, we came up with stuff like, um, I mean, there was stuff like St. Piran's. I mean, St. Piran, for, for, for those of, of you that, uh, the, those of you listeners who aren't in Cornwall, St. Piran's the patron saint of Cornwall, um, patron saint of Tinners. Um, there's only and, us three uh, are going to listen to this, mate. There's nobody else. <laughs> my mother will be listening to this. Oh, sorry, the she knows who St. Piran is, so what am I wasting my time for here? <laughs> um, so, um, but he's Petrus, and, and he landed in Cornwall. He came over from Ireland, from Cornwall, and, and, and landed in, in Perranporth, where we, we're based, hence Perrin, Perranporth. So, um, so we had some names like that, but, but like Perrin Trail Runners, just well, as soon as we went that, PTR, Perrin Trail Runners, it sticks. Um, and then we sort of kind of winged it by Dan as well, just to sort of, uh, I mean, that was the irony. There would have been three of us running, but only two of us could run <laughs> because of the <laughs> legal restrictions at the time. Um, and so he was like, yeah, yeah, it's great, it's great. Um, and then we really, we had to sort of sit, sit on it because we couldn't have groups of people meeting. <laughs> so we had this insane thing. We were like, yeah, it's really good. And we sort of kind of had it all set up in head and I built a little Facebook page and everything like that and did all those bits and pieces. Um, and we waited until you could have groups of people. And then we just put it out there and just said, look, we're parent trail runners. We're meeting on Sundays and Thursday nights, Sunday mornings at 8am and Thursday nights at seven, um, meet at the, uh, the sundial at Droskin, which is a, just a place on a cliff here in Perranporth. Um, and the first Sunday that, that we did, it was me, Swifty and Dan, and we all went running down and um we expected to see no one and there was one runner there's a guy called nick hurl who i'd never met before i think dan had sort of come across him before um and he was just waiting there and we were just like and i was just like this is brilliant this is 100 percent we've we've actually <laughs> we've actually we exceeded our target by 100 percent. this is the best feeling ever and and that's really what it, it took off from there and uh we just started to garner in the numbers from there and Come January this year, we sort of like we sort of building and building and building, and people are turning up to the club nights. Um, and then on yeah January the first, we launched as a so you know an affiliated association of running clubs. All the 
jumbo that you have to do with these things um, and started um, having people as, as members. So, and we charge five pounds for membership because extortionate. I know. Well, we'll talk, we can talk about afford. We can talk about my. Well, we can get maybe get onto my rants on affordability and 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 all these things. But we we don't need to make money as a club. We're absolutely. We don't want. We don't want a, affordability to be a barrier to entry to anyone. Um, so it's five pound membership, and um, uh, as of now in this year, we're so this is our first full proper membership year, and we're at um, 70, 70 full members. That's excellent. That's really good. Yeah. And, People are racing under PTR colours, representing. I too um, ran in Chamonix as a PTR runner. You did, along yeah, with um, who else was out there? Um, uh, Louise Turvey. Louise, Louise yeah, Turby. yeah, but yeah. actually bumped into Louise out there. Um, yeah, so, yeah, we're we flying the flag. Although I still need some new colours. Uh, indeed, indeed, but, but we've got. I mean, this is the interesting things and, and sort of the way that it sort of kind of evolved. I mean, when we, when we thought this up, we were, not, we were not going, let's start a trail club for Cornwall. We, we, were, we were very much, let's start a, a, a running club in Perranporth. Mm. And because we all run, we're just running trails, um, that's what we do. It, you know, it, that's where, you know, Perran Trail Runners came from. You know, I mean, we, we could have been Perran Running Club, but we're not doing any road and, you know. Uh, um, but we kind of, kind of went... Because there's a lot of people, and one of the interesting things of lockdown was, you know, I was going out, and there's loads of people all of a sudden running, and you go out on the coast path here, and I was, I've been running here for a lot, a long time, and so I recognise most people, whether mm. they're from Perrin or Aggie or wherever, and you see them on a regular basis, all of a sudden new faces, and I was like, well, we need we need to bring these people together, wouldn't it be great? We've got like Perrin's got an amazing rugby club, really good surf life for saving club, you know, really good cricket cricket club, football club, all these things, and I was kind of like, you know. As a community, it, we really should have our own, our own running club. Um, but yeah, when we when we launched, we all of a sudden started to bring people in from other places, which has been brilliant, absolutely brilliant. And we've got some really interesting, you know, we've got some good names in there. You know, we've got some great people running for the club, and then we've got new people who are just starting on their journey, literally, you know, to the point of I'm going to go and buy some trail shoes tomorrow. You know that sort of conversation. How do I that's use great. a head torch? Which way is Aggie? That kind of thing, isn't it? Which is that's the that's the question I'm always asking you. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's where I'm at. To be honest with you, I'm not sure how to use a head torch. I don't know where St Agnes is exactly, and I'm probably <laughs> going to buy a pair of trail shoes tomorrow. So you know, I'm in that cat. We, we, we'll send I, you a form. I, I, we've we've got a lad who's running for us at the moment, Graham Fisher. He's he's, he's very fast and. Um, he he'd been running with, with us for a winter and you're kind of like we're going like oh really looking forward to seeing how he races he's a short distance runner at the moment but um really looking forward to seeing how he races and he said to me he uh it was the end of the winter and he said do you think i should buy some trail shoes and i went what have you been running with <laughs> and he, he literally had a pair of road slicks on um and he skills he run he won uh rose mullion falmouth have got a new race uh rose mullion 10k he ran that in a pair of, he, he won that in a pair of road shoes Oh Absolutely yes. Absolutely blistering performance. I found out about this because I was staying down that way and um ran it ran a couple of loops of the coast path, uh like 10k loop, and a couple of people commented on my Strava saying, uh, you've literally just run the Rose Mullion course that took <laughs> yeah. place like two weeks ago. And I was like, No, no way, no shit. And then so I looked into it and realized that yeah, more or less it was the route that I'd made literally just made up. Like I'd just gone on the, onto Garmin and sort of mapped a route that looked about right from where I was starting and finishing. Yeah, 
great minds. Great yeah. minds, Lovely great bit minds. of coast path there, though. I tell you what. I, yeah, I, lovely. It's, yeah. it's one, one of my favorite bits, I think. It's so varied. Really? Because you've got like, mm. yeah, you've got like headlandy bits where you've got sort of wide views of, um, I guess, sort of going into like Falmouth Bay. Then you've got um, more like technical climby steppy bits and then you've also got bits of coast path where it's like woodland which is one of my i love coast Mm. path with lots of trees around you because it's so confusing because you're like i'm in a forest but there's the sea um and you've got that whole mixture of stuff there going down towards the helford um crossing yeah yeah we we, we, unfortunately i missed the race this year because it's up at the um up at the om in the lake district but i've run it at night um, with the Falmouth guys, and it's uh, yeah, it's a cranking good course. It's yeah, really good. but there you go. So we, we, you know, in terms of yeah, that I mean, that's really kind of like that's that's where PTR came from, and and that's I suppose where it is now. You know, we're sort of continuing to take on new members, um, and yeah, but it's it's, it's not necessarily about so for people listening that that might want to come along and and are in the beginning of their journey, it's not about churning out runners to go enter races is it the, the core no, of it is God, no. to go running no, together no, on a, twice a week or, or you know once a week on a thursday and every other sunday isn't it but that that's the ethos yeah, behind I, it is to run together I, absolutely and 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 yeah and and you're perfectly right it, it's really easy to focus on uh, to kind of get caught up with the people who are at the sharp end um but the point was really about like you say is about community about bringing people together into a car i mean i honestly the number of I get, I get a lot, and and when I mean I'm not overemphasizing that, but I get a lot of messages from people who say I really want to come along. Um, so I've got a cat with a bell just going past me. I thought so. it was like a, a Santa kind of jingly thing going on. So you leave it in there because this is going out no, in just, December. So no, just trying to stop his mice my, my, my murdering antics. Um, <laughs> no, it, it, the, the number of people that we that, that come through and just say, "I'd really like to run here." I think I, I don't think I'm fast enough. I don't think I'm that, and blah 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 blah. And it just turns into this real. Um, every time I go back and say, "No, you you you're you, firstly you're very welcome. This is this is totally open to everyone. That's the 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 nature of the club." Um, and on the Thursday we have um, two pace groups. Well, it's a seven mile and a five mile. Um, and to give a guy, as I always say, to give a guide, that's pretty much you'll be in at the same of same amount of time. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll finish up at the same amount of time. And and both runs are led in that we'll have an elected run leader to set the route and all those bits and pieces. So it's not people randomly going up. No one's going to get left behind. The pace of the group is dictated by you know if we have to regroup or whatever. But it's you know it's a to use the term a broad church is it, it's it, it's you know i don't really care or we don't really care where you are on your your running journey or or what your you know what your what your goals are really what your motivations are but it's it's nice you know clubs are funny things you know why be a member of a club you know you could just go out and run yourself and the the, the thing is when you look at it it's about community isn't it mm. it's about it's about sharing time with people um because you know i mean i'm perfectly capable of going out and doing a tempo session or doing a hill rep session or going out for a long run on my own i spend a lot of time doing that but the club is about people and about spending time with people and we may have a the sevens may go off at a fair lick or they may have a more relaxed night the fives are there for people who don't feel so comfortable in the sevens group but it's it's or if you're recovering from you know a a race and you just so the people mix about between the groups as well isn't it it's not just like a fast group it's kind of people drop down yeah you'll have people pre pre pre, someone's got a long race on a saturday they may come out just for a leg stretch on the thursday in the fives 
It's fine. Mm. And, 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 and that's the other thing is about what's really been really interesting is watching the way that knowledge flows between runners. So you've got some really experienced guys in there, really experienced. You know, I mean, Duncan Oaks um, comes yep. along. I mean, it's 3,700 milers. You know, you pretty much, if you want to, if you really want to do a deep dive into what, you know, what works and what doesn't work, you know, he's there. And the beauty of a club run like that is that you're 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 there to chat as well, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one's there to show. While you stop, you wait to collect everybody through, and that's a good time to have a natter while you you know you're desperately trying to get your breath back. Um, No no one's there to showboat. No one's there to showboat, or you know, you know, demonstrate how you know you you do what you feel comfortable on that night. So yeah, it is. It is very much, you know, it is it is open to all. And, and this is a really good opportunity for me to say to you and my mother and her dogs, this is this is open. <laughs> this is this is open to all. Um, we, we want Are it to be Are you trying to recruit your mother into was... the club? Well, is this what's happening here? Well, she's on a 38th 100 miler, um, <laughs> Tristan. So, uh, yeah, I hope so. She's your mum is Duncan Oaks. I never knew that. <laughs> I can see the likeness no. now. Yeah, no, it, it all comes kind of out. Makes sense. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Never knew. Um, Jay, Jay, have you been along to many of these um, meets I've as a club been, member? Not enough, but I've been to a few. The, the, I actually have an apology to, to issue to the two uh, guys. I'm going to. Is, it, uh, is your apology for showboating? It was. Yeah, I just went out and smoked everyone. No, as, as if. Um, we'll just take it easy up this hill, yeah, and then Jay, like. Goes into a spray. Yeah. What's that over there? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm the one. So I went out on the first time I, I ran, and there were a couple of guys who really wanted to talk about the podcast. But they started talking to me about the podcast on the first. Um, and I'm really sorry, I can't recall their names because I was trying not to die. But um, we were climbing up the first hill, and I couldn't. I can never breathe for the first mile. I'm just kind of getting into it. In, in reality, the first six miles are my non-comfort zone. And then I seemed to find my rhythm. So they were chatting away, asking me all sorts of questions about uh, guests and who we'd had on. And, and of course, they were saying, you know, what food does Tristan eat? And la, 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 la. Uh, you know, all hail. Could you tell um, me about Tristan's yeah. socks? What does he wear? Have you actually met him, Jay? What's he like? <laughs> so I'm trying to breathe during this experience. And, and so I think I came across a little bit um, maybe aloof. But I really wasn't. I was just trying not to die. At one point, one of them turned around and started running backwards so he could engage with me face to face, at which point the parent in me suddenly freaked out and I was doing like the whole health and said, please face in the direction of travel. It's a really long drop. Um, yeah. So I'll have to say, in terms of our safety, that is not what normally happens. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> well, we all just run backwards. It's, it's much easier yeah, that yeah. way. We're just training our quads in a different way. Um, so yeah, apologies to the two lads who I haven't seen since, but I wasn't being aloof. I was just trying not to have a cardiac arrest. I'm old. It's, it I'm sounds over like, 50 now. It sounds like they were kind of balancing two objectives. One, to have a conversation with you and two, to actually get some kind of workout whilst you're sort of struggling to breathe. So the, 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 the obvious conclusion was I'm going to have to run backwards to, uh, just to get my heart rate up a little bit. That was it. It's the only way that they could get any kind of thing out of it. At running at my pace was to turn around and run backwards. Oh, it was, uh, yeah, but it, it was, it was, it was lovely. And you know, um, Jordan was here last summer, and we we brought Jordan Clay over as well, and and ran, and that was a nice evening. You know, similar evening, just sunset, and and off on the trails that I, you know, I've run on those trails similarly for for sort of a decade now, and and even 
then we went off on some segments that I'd never done before because you had the local knowledge. So it was really good fun. Really, really. I've, so I've run a few times and it's been really nice. Do you, do you always yeah. um, sort of start and finish in or near Parampore then? So, so, so pretty much, yeah. So we've, um, our clubhouse, we have two clubhouses. One is the, um, the, the sundial, which is this stone structure on the cliff above um, Perrinporth Beach. That's our meet place. Um, for most of our runs, occasionally we have an away day. Um, so the guys down in Falmouth, uh, Tom Carthy and Robin Watson have organised some uh, a nice little run. Tom's got another one he wants to do down there for us. So that's quite nice. But it, generally, it's it's starting from the sundial. Uh, our second clubhouse is a pub at the bottom of the hill called the, the, the Saners. So uh, and Lisa looks after us very well down there. So post run, we might go for a pint. But I mean, it, it's 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 always pretty much always at the sundial, um, which is a weird thing. Yeah, again, I mean, I kind of sort of thought, you know, getting people to like middle of winter to to meet on a cliff top by a you know in the dark in the yeah, rain. by a sundial and the, and of all things by a sundial yeah yeah the irony of it i still not worked out if it actually i don't think it's calibrated properly okay i stood there before going but um certainly not yeah, calibrated so, so, uh, in the evening uh in the winter. No, 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 no. those romans were oh so clever they yeah really yeah, yeah try telling um, the try telling the time in the dark <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's right um but yeah and, and you know you kind of go down you know i've run down there for a seven seven o'clock meet on a thursday and i just sort of see all these head torches and it's great you know so that's what that's where we that's where we we normally start start from so you know that brings up an interesting challenge how do you how do you mix things up enough and um create new loops to fit in that sort of mileage things sometimes mm. we might go over seven a seven mile group often goes over a tiny little bit um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of like, but that's all part of the fun really is, mm. is, is mixing it up a bit and just making sure that you're not just doing the same out and back every week yeah. or, you know, the same loop every week. It's got to be varied. So we've come up with some really sort of devious little, little nice little routes, sort of like, you know, might maximize the number of climbs in it or something like that. And, you know, it's, it's this good, is, you know? this is, I think where, um, where clubs really come into their own when it's winter um, I mean, obviously, there's a place for clubs in the summer too. But I think for me anyway, like having the um, almost not accountability, but the community pressure, let's call it, to yeah. meet at seven o'clock or whatever time it is. Is it always seven or do you vary the time? Is yeah, yeah, we, we kept it at seven. And one of the reasons we've talked, to, we've talked before about, oh, do we make it a bit earlier in the winter and stuff like that? And mm. Yeah, again, because people are coming in, you're really conscious about giving them the time to get in. So you make it six o'clock, you know, people then go, I can't make it because of work. So we're yeah. stuck to seven. Yeah. You know, you're going to get, you're probably going to get cold. You're probably going to get wet. You're going to be using a head torch. So yeah. seven's fine. But yeah, I'd say, I was saying, you know, you, you, it's, it's not for most people the most kind of desirable um, thing to head out in the rain on your own at seven o'clock in November. Um, knowing that you're going to have an hour of running in sort of miserable weather. But when you've got a collection of head torches all kind of there waiting for you, there's, you know, much more incentive to do it because you're kind of all in it together. And yeah, um, I mean, that, I, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, and I think I'm you get much, that element then. Oh. Sorry. I was going to say, I'm, I'm a lonely kind of guy. Um, never done running club stuff, really. The only time I run with people is in races. Um, so, but I can certainly see the attraction of, of it um i think i for me my my kind of 
training schedule is so random like that it be, it's hard to kind of fit that in but when it comes to this time of year especially and actually you're really kind of trying to scrape the barrel for reasons to go out and run then that's where something like this is just re- could be very very valuable i think to to get you out and to and like you say the community side of it besides the exercise and the training it's like the conversations and you know the learning off each other and and sharing ideas and you know kind of supporting each other that i think is also very good for the mind and soul yeah i absolutely and and, and yeah again going back to sort of like the formation of you know the origin of ptr um you know peculiar circumstances and i always i always <clears throat> kind of sort of probably do the thing like most people do like oh i'm not really a people person and blah 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 and all those bits and pieces i like running because i'm on my own um and the bit that hit me out of all of that period was i just really miss people and i really miss the community that goes behind it um and so bring it when we kind of got the club off the ground and it was it was running that was the bit where you suddenly go actually you know this is it's the people you know if i had to go like you could just if you if you said to me you can just race but you can't really have any of the sort of connection with people around it or you can just have the connection with people and you can't race i'd go for the latter um yeah yeah you know that's you know that would that 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 that's that you know that for me and 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 clubs are one way of achieving that yeah, there are other ways of achieving. I don't think they're their only way, um, but it is one avenue that you can take. And that feeling of unity, and, and you know, there's a bit of a buzz. The first time we kind of raced properly as a club, when we just literally got our kit, and we went down to the KVK, and we had, I don't know, 17, 16, 17 of us running in KVK in PTR kit. Didn't that and look amazing just, to just, see so many yeah. people all in the in the club kit? And I, obviously, I wasn't because I'm a loser. But um, it was so nice in a big group of people, all in the same race kit. All it's yeah, it was really, really yeah, heartening to see. We definitely felt like it was a, it was yeah, it was good, and it, and it was brilliant. And Lloyd um, uh, Purvis from Run for Adventure did a really good film about the KVK, and I, and I said to him after when I saw it, I said, "That's a brilliant promo vid for for PTR because we like every shot. It's like a PTR in a logo. PTR runner." <laughs> Yeah, going by, going past, and I was like, "Thanks, mate. That's absolutely brilliant." And but you know, that's that's kind of part of it. Mm. It's it's feeling a sense of of unity. Um, but uh, you know, I, within that, might not be for everyone. I, it's, it's you know, what, whatever works, really. I mean, it's it for me, it works. For you know, Swifty, it works. For the guys in the club, it seems to work. But I'm not saying it's the only way that you can create community uh, or have community around what you do. But you are imminently, you have your first official race, the PTR race coming up, the St. Pyrrhon's Revenge. Yeah. So that's kind of, a, <laughs> that's been born of the club. So that's a, another aspect of bringing people together. Um, Indeed. That is, so this will go out shortly. Um, and, and we're talking on the, the last day of November. So it'll be out in a few days. Um, the race is on December 11th. Yeah, December 11th. Yeah. Sold out in 20 hours. Yes, that's pretty good. It's like Glastonbury. We had, we had a limit of hundred. Yeah, I know. We are. Yeah, yeah. We break. We broke entries. No, we didn't break entries. Um, yeah, we had a hundred, hundred, um, hundred round it. We up. So the race is called Simpirin's Revenge, um, and it's ten k. It's all off road. No tarmac on that race. Um, hey, yes, get on. Um, and it's uh, starting on 
Perrinporth Beach in Texas on a loop up through the dunes. Um, it's a good course. I've heard um, the big blowout dunes it. on it as well. Big blowouts in there, Ooh. which is a great. I mean, that's a, it's it's a beast of a climb. It's really good. You get you get to the top of Big Blowout, and then you've just got this. It's like a, it's a two mile loop up through the dunes, which is good running. It's really fast running. You can really crank it there, but you've just had this massive heart rate spike. So when you come up out of the big blowout is a long climb. It takes about three minutes to get to the top. Um, and it's, it's steep, uh, and you're on sand. So uh. it's, it's got everything that you, <laughs> yeah, it's just like keeps on giving. And then you get this, this loop and then all the other little shenanigans around it. Um, but we had, cause it goes through triple SI, you know, special science of scientific interest. We've got a limit on a hundred runners for our consent that we had to get from natural England for the event um so that's our first year but yeah sold out in 20 hours and and it's going to be oh hopefully it's going to be good it's a big learning curve for for swifty and i um mm-hmm. really big learning curve um but you know we're kind of there now we're all good we're all fine um and yeah, the race really, entry was really, extortionate i have to say at i know princely sum of uh i think seven pounds <laughs> five pa- five, five pounds. pounds for a for if you're UKA or Association or Running Club um, affiliated, seven pound for unaffiliated. Yeah, yeah. Fell racing I, prices, folks. Fell racing prices. Well, That's no, what no, it no, be. no spoilers. Come on, I was going to get to that bit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I booked my spot while I was having dinner with my wife after um, uh, in La Palma after Transylvania. So I had to do it at the dinner table and I thought I'm being very rude here by doing this I got I got a, a pass to do it but I'm glad I did because I didn't realize it was going to sell out in 20 hours that, that is amazing yeah we, we were popularity. Getting, I have to, um yeah I mean you know we can you know talk about affordability and and, and running because I think it's a massive issue and I have to say before anything else thank you very much Jay because um it's worth saying that you've you've donated uh, Ooh, for uh, massage uh vouchers um you're, as you're prizes. very welcome you're very welcome. Um, no, that's really, really, really kind of really, really, we really appreciate this. Well, we spoke about it really about um, eight months ago, I think. So I'm just happy yeah, to yeah. be involved and in supporting it, mate. That's all. Can, can, I, um, can, I, can I just say that I did try and enter and I was refreshing the page for like 20 hours and um, SI <laughs> entries was like obviously crashed. And so unfortunately, I missed out. But well, you, um, I, I'm, you know, I'm hopeful for next year. I'm going to have family members refreshing it for me as well. Yeah, <laughs> four, four computers all going constantly. Yeah, screw yeah. you, Lakeland. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, affordability. Uh, well, you, you're a massive fan yeah. of fell running, aren't you, Tope? So, and and, and yeah. I think that's where that that comes from in a way. Yeah. So I I really like my particular passion is is fell running and self navigation events. Um, that's that's kind of where I. Oh, we we did that together, place. didn't we? As well, we did um, the navigation courses we on did, Dartmoor. We I did a night navigation course on uh, Dartmoor uh, some years back. Yeah, that yeah. was brilliant. That's that absolutely good fun. with um uh um oh Crag to Mountain was it? Yeah, uh, Georgie and Baz. That's it, Baz and Georgie. Yeah, yeah, they were great. Yeah, really good. So, so yeah, so I really, I just really like fell running. I don't really like fell races. I really like stuff that's off, you know. Off tra- ironically off trail um, <laughs> making your own trail I like, maybe yeah yeah or just finding lines you know still trails you just got to find the line you know there's always there's always a trod somewhere that you can pick up uh, it might have been used by two sheep um previously but you know you can find something and um 
and one of the things I really like about fell racing scene, and there's a really, it's worth, I'll put a shout out to, um, there's a really good fell racing series on Dartmoor um, uh, with the likes of uh, Richard Best, um, who's put together the Southwest Fell Running, Fell Runners, Southwest Fell Running website, which lists all the, the races on Dartmoor, which is well worth checking out. We'll stick um, it in the notes. And- yeah, absolutely. And there's uh, Colin Kurt Potter from uh, Run Ventures done a lot of good work putting on races. So there's a really active fell racing scene up on Dartmoor um, at the for, moment. Good for if you is... like rolling ankles. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it's like my experience kind on of, Dartmoor it's, it's, is just pretty, have... pretty horrendous. Like when you get um, properly off piece you and you're on the have... baby's heads, as they call them, they're just sort of mounds <laughs> of. Uh, Sorry if anyone's like Clumps eating food grass. T- tending to a baby right now when I just said that, but um, <laughs> these kind of tufts of grass with the kind of unknown lumps beneath them, and um, God, it's so hard going getting through all of that at any kind of speed. Um, you just have to, yeah. Some of it, some of it, you do have to sort of kind of flip the switch a bit and just go like, just, just do it, just go for it. But yeah. Don't do it. Don't do it. The week before a really big race, I think, is often the, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I. <laughs> I, I mean, I went up, Swift and I went up to, um, there was a Black Mountains uh, fell race, um, which is a British Championships job uh, this summer, which is a lovely race, 22, 22 mile course, but br- absolutely breathtaking. So good. And I rolled an ankle within the first four, oh. four miles and then had to run on sort of kind of constantly going that I had the OM in a four weeks after that which is was like one of my a races for big events that i wanted to do this year and i was like i've screwed it i've screwed it i've screwed it yeah when we recovered so yeah there is a risk of that when um yeah we about what was it two or three three years ago about three years ago no maybe even four years ago um we were attempting the fkt for the dartmoor 500 i think it's all the peaks over 500 on dartmoor the 600s there's two there's two there's the 600 which is like i think there's only five or six tours above 600 and then there's the 500 which is like maybe 30 or even more oh yeah oh yeah 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 so um me and three of my brothers went out to do it um you have to start at 5 a.m was that four um, of you running in two spares (laughs) yeah 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 like le mans um and we start <laughs> you have the, the, the part one of the sort of requirements the fkt is you start at 5 30 a.m or 10 past five in the morning or something crazy anyway we we camped near the near the start and then we set off with head torches and i rolled my ankle badly l- literally within a mile or two of getting onto the moor it's still oh dark God. and it crunched it was one of those ankle rolls where you actually yeah. hear the crunch and um I was like, well, that's so annoying because, you know, we've been building this whole thing up. So I didn't want to just stop and just hobble back to the car and spend the whole day waiting there for my brothers to come back. So carried on. And the pain did sort of subside. And we, I got, I'm trying to think because Jamie managed to do it and he got the FKT. Um, I think it was like probably 16 hours um, or something like that. Anyway, I, I tapped out after 10 hours, but I've been running on this rolled ankle for nine and a half of that and not quite realizing how bad it was and then jamie finished we had some food and then headed off the next day and i was hobbling around still i got in the bath and i got home and the ankle just swelled up so bad it was like a grapefruit <laughs> oh, no. ankle and i was like oh shit no wonder it hurt like while i was running because obviously i'd done some damage it took quite a while for it to get back to normal and there's still a kind of certain weakness there i think 
So thanks, Dartmoor. Yeah. <laughs> it can deliver. It if can anybody deliver. wants to give it a go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wonder it's, why Dartmoor uh, has such a scene and Bodmin doesn't. Is it purely because it's well, Dartmoor's open, open access land, isn't it? So you can you can you, you can roam around the place, whereas Bodmin Moor is all private. Um, and there are footpaths, of oh, course. Right. But it's sometimes it's difficult still, to get from one it, section to another. It, uh, it, it's the both are open access land. Actually, both are open access land. So. The, the you know if you look at an ordnance survey you'll you'll see on you know there are areas like around Routor, Brown Willie, all those bits. It's all open access land, so you can go where you like. Um, apart from um, mm. restricted land, so there is probably there's less of it. Um, it really comes down to permissions, and I think it's mm. easier certainly um, for the guys on Dartmoor because it's a national park. They're going to the national park authority mm. to get um, permissions to, to to hold the event. Um, on Dartmoor, mm. or Bodmin, we we don't have, um, we don't. It's not a national park, and so you're dealing with land. It gets more difficult because you're the rights that you have with open access are the rights for open access. It's not to hold an event, um, so it just gets it's it's more tricky. There used to be a really good um, MTRS race, um, which I don't know if you, either of you done called Five Tours, which was started down at Minions. It was brilliant, absolutely fantastic, and. That just got too big, and then there um, issues get uh, there were issues uh, getting permission from the landowners. So it it, it kind of went the way of these things, which is a real shame because that was probably the best. Yeah, I mean, all of these are work landscapes. I mean, that's the thing. The important to remember is that just because something is either open country is open access land under the Countryside and Rights Away Act, um, it it's still owned by someone, um, and it may or may not be being actively worked by them. So stock fencing and all those things are part of it. Um, so yeah, and that, but I mean that can if that can sort of lend you to, to, you know, maybe question as to whether you've got a right to to continue. I mean the main thing is if you've got an ordnance survey map and it shows it as open access land, you are fine. Um, that's that's the, really should be the reference point if you if you're doing those things and if. Um, but yeah, I, I fully appreciate that. It sometimes can appear to be a fairly. Because I was try- part of the reason for doing the um, all the tours was to kind of try and start mapping a potential route between them all for just to establish an FKT around mm. all the tours. Although, to be honest with you, even establishing what is and isn't a tour is difficult. Um, <laughs> I, like, I don't. I'm not sure. I found a kind of you know foolproof or comprehensive guide onto whether this is a tour or whether that's a tour and. You know, it seems that there's sort of a number of different people classifying them different ways, and so, and certainly when you visit some, you're like, wait, this is a tour, yeah, yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> and then other ones, you're like, th- th- then there's other ones where you're like, that's not a tour, presumably because it's not got some sort of granite outpouring at the top of it, but it's a big hill, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, a bombing, bombing terrain is really good for rain, but but it's very easy. I mean, I've found certainly in the north bit, and and there's um, Freedom Racing set up the Cornish skyline. You've probably done that. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I haven't yeah. done it, but yes, yeah, so that sounds like a cool one. Yeah. And, so and, if you know, somebody great, wanted I mean, to get into. Sorry, Toad, go on. Yeah, well, I was going to say the Cornish skyline's great um, as a as a real intro into into a, a more than running because if you go to um, mm. Tom and Nikki's Freedom Racing site, they they provide all the information. Now, what I would say is, I really encourage people if they're going to do something like the Cornish skyline, don't download a GPX of it get a map and a compass, go out, you know, on a day with good visibility and 
you know, actually do it properly, actually have the joy of using a map and a compass rather than following a little arrow on a watch. Um, you'll get far more out of it as a day. <clears throat> you know, it's less important how quickly you do it, certainly in your first time, and and more about the navigation experience that you get. And that's why me and Sam did this thing with um, Baz and Georgie, um, and with you, and and I think Sarah Hill was there. There's a few people went on that, wasn't Yes, she was, yeah, yeah. Um, to learn more map skills. So we did a day navigation course, um, and then we did a, a low visibility stroke night uh, navigation course tacked on to the end of the day as well. That was that was amazingly empowering actually to get out with a map, like you say, yeah. get out with a map and compass, and learn how. I mean, I learned it in the military, but it's a it's a perishable skill, and uh, to kind yeah. of get yeah. back. Oh, onto you, you have it, to it, you have to use it. Mm. Yeah, because you, you do forget I mean, I had little it. bits of it. Well, I, I had it. At, I mean, GL three D and the Om this year. Both both those events, we had whiteouts. You know, we had clag on the tops. Um, mm. And certainly at the OM, I mean, the cloud level was running about 450, 500 meters. And this is in the Lake District. So you're up, yeah. up or into it pretty quickly. And then, and then you know, you're looking for controls in, in virtually, you know, you cannot, you, you, you can't see more than 30, 40 meters in front of you. Um, and you've got to make those sort of decisions. And the only way you're going to be able to do it is off a map and a compass. There is no GPX. That's yeah. not the nature of the event. There is no course. That's not the nature of the but, event. And we were on score course on on on. So you're going to have to use those skill set. And something like um, Baz and George's night navigation course gives you that. It's the same as night navigation. You know, you've got to make. You know, you've got to use the same skill set. It's quite. I, I, I really enjoy. Short, it. I really you? enjoy that sort of stuff. Yeah, it's empowering. Yeah. I think if I, somebody wants to get a feel of what it's like to be on the moor, though, the, 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 and and they they are a runner and they want to cover big distances or even you know moderate distances. Getting involved into the fell fell racing scene or fell running scene up on Dartmoor is probably a, a really good place to start, just to kind of find out uh, if you if absolutely. you enjoy it and you know that entry level event where it's it's yeah uh, supported. And 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 you know they're getting back to this affordability thing. They're a fiver, you know that's kind yeah. of part of the ethos of fell racing. It's a fiver, you know, it's run out of the back boot of a car type stuff. Um, doesn't mean to say there aren't marshals out in the course, doesn't mm. mean to say, but you're not going to find arrows taking you all the way. You're not going to, you're going to have to take responsibility for getting to those specific points, those tours or outcrops that have been identified as part of the course. Um, and, you know, that's, that's the, that's the real beauty of it. It's an interesting thing, the affordability side of it, because we, we we spoke to Shane Oley a few episodes ago and he went into the costings of what it takes to put on an event like mm. Dragon's Back and, and you know, uh, Cape Wrath and stuff. Cape Wrath. And it was really interesting to see the level of um, detail that, that he went into and what they cover off. And it, it, it gave me... A great, maybe I've been a bit dismissive of the, 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 you know, the bucket list expensive races without really understanding... Well, how would you, but unless you're an RD, but yeah, without understanding the intricacies and the level of support that they have to go to. And so there's two ends of the scale there. Um, Absolutely. And I think they're both valid. I think, I don't think they're, you know. But I mean, their events are completely different beast aren't they i mean when it's like multi-day with camping in extremely remote parts and no mobile signal and needing to feed hundreds of people hot food mm. i mean it's it's a completely different logistical scenario as opposed to like a 10k fell race um, yeah. where you know the event's going to be over in a couple of hours um 
and I think I think um, there's definitely races that are taking the piss with with entry costs. My wife raced in a couple this summer that were like short sort of 10k half marathon type distances and i couldn't quite believe the race entry fee for what was actually provided um you know it's all i think sometimes you know having a hq with lots of sort of bells and whistles that you've got to pay for mm. somehow justifies a high race entry fee but really all that is just another way of taking more money off you um if you so yeah. wish so um and, and you know it's it also like you know when you get sponsors in and it's like you get handed a load of stuff at the end that you don't really want and didn't ask for um i think a lot of the time if people were given the option they would just pay less for their race entry and forego the additional you know cans of i don't know cold brew coffee or whatever it might be that they, they didn't want yeah i mean I, I mean it's certainly going back to st Pyrrhon's revenge i mean that you know the, the key things for us is we wanted to make it affordability affordable we didn't want affordability to be a uh, barrier to entry <clears throat> and then for that you know we're hopefully putting on a really good challenging 10k on a good course um that's well managed on the day um but what you won't get is a medal at the end and we've been really clear about that you won't get a swag bag at the end we've been really clear about that um you know the generosity of people didn't like sign Jay. up really. He, he had a place, but he just went, "Okay, if, I, if I'm not getting some point. bling, no, no swag." Uh, I, I like this. No I like this. swag. I like this. You're, you're not going to get a medal at the end. You've done nothing special. All right, you're nothing. No, I know. I'm joking. I, I, look, I mean, the thing is, I mean, with all of this, and 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 yeah, I listened to Shane's <laughs> podcast that you did with him, and it was really good because I mean, it gave me an. I mean, I've done GL3D, which is one of his, and you know, the event. Anyone looking at one of Shane's, having done that, it is so well organised. It is so well organised. Mm. I mean, you can see where your money is going without a doubt. It is really well organised, um, but. For us as a club, you know, doing a 10K, you know, the key for us is that we get we we provide a good competitive race and a good challenge. So if you're not looking to podium, um, that's fine. You're still going to get a really good run. You're going to get get that. But I don't, you know, this is this is me and you know, Nigel, you know, don't really feel comfortable with with you know ordering a load of medals that we're going to give out that have been shipped across from wherever, you know, I mean, that's kind of just Mm. don't, you know, get get your own house in order. It's not a criticism or or, or pointing fingers at anyone. I think that achieves nothing. But if we're going to do it, then we're going to do it in the way that we think it should be done. That's all it is, Mm. you know. Um, I wonder um, um, with with the medals, sorry, with the medals, like I wonder how much, how, how important that is to people. Because there are people out there who really, you know, value collecting these medals as a sort of memory of the race and everything. And um, I'm, I'm, by the way, not one of them. But like, it's, it's for some people, especially people who've probably already got quite a lot. It might even be like a a decision break. A, 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 you know, they might decide, well, look, I'm, I'm in the business of collecting medals here. I like running, of course. But if you're not handing out medals, then it's almost like it didn't happen. A bit like a Strava post, you know, that doesn't record yeah. a race. It's like it never happened. There, there, there must be some people like that. I, I'm, I'm probably in diminishing numbers, but it's, it is probably a consideration for some people, right? I, I, absolutely. And I, I'm going to be really interested to see how this plays out. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's part of it, is <laughs> doing this and just going like, how does, this, how does this work itself out? I mean, is this something? As it happens, 
we we have got an idea about something that we are going to give to people as they cross the line, um, but it has cost us nothing to produce. Um, and I'll leave it as is there. It, is and, it a piece of is it is it a piece of paper that says on it, "What do you want? A medal?" <laughs> <laughs> it's it's um, we've got. You can't see it. It's on the other side of the camera. A lot of paper mache at the moment. Um, the whole living room has Ooh. been converted into a. That is driving my wife absolutely nuts. But um, no, we, we, you know, we've got, we've got an idea for something. Um, but in going out and doing this, we're not going to buy stuff in. We're not going to have stuff produced. And, and, you know, my argument all along this is it's a fiver and it's a fiver for a reason. Mm. The, 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 the most important thing is that, A, we don't operate this at a loss because we've got no money. But B, I don't really want us to end up making any money out of it. Because I, mm. I just, we don't have to as a club. You know, we meet at a cliff. We don't have to hire a clubhouse. <laughs> we don't have those things. So, and I will say, I, I have to say this now, we've been massively helped out by our friends at Truro Running Club who are lending us um, uh, arrows for the days and all those bits and um, pieces. So we're not having to buy that kit. So that's, you know, that's important for us as well. But as running clubs, you know, that sharing a kit and sharing a resource is a, is a, is a way, you know, we shouldn't all be buying our own stuff. But so, you know, we've been helped out by Tr- yeah. the guys, at our friends at Truro. Um, but, but yeah, I, I mean, I it's, think these it's, things can exist alongside. Clearly, this is the thing: they can exist alongside, and people that want to run a race without any visible reward at the end of it, it, it might be a recalibration for some people when they cross the line, and and there's no um, reward. There's there's no thing in your hand that you can say, "Here, I did this." So it's got to be maybe an internal process. If you go, oh, I, I, you know. I ran that. It's my memory of it. The, there might be some photos, but nothing to take home. So that might be a sh- not a shock, but some some kind of oh, okay, yeah, all right, that that's you know no t shirt, no no medal. What have I got to remember this by? But I have memories, and then and then the other side of it, of course, is that it is um, just part of a, a, a the entire race series in Cornwall. It, it's, it's it's different to the other things. But it's still part of it. It's still, you know, you, you, you yeah. don't have to run it mutually exclusively to anything else is probably the point I'm saying. I, I mean, I, I'll go back and say that, uh, go back and just reiterate that, I mean, if someone's motivation for running a, a race is the medal at the end, <coughs> I, who am I to, who are we to even remotely question that? This is not about preaching to people. But if we're putting on an event, then, you know, we're perf- you know, it's up to us to do that in a way that we feel comfortable with. I, th- I think that's and- that's the key is, is is get your own house in order, you know. No point pointing things. And I've you know I've I've questioned you know at the arc if I got if I got to the end of the arc and and Jane was there and she went no buckle for you. I was just going mean, to say we I, both no, wanted our our buckle right. <laughs> Tris Tris was given a carved section of the Southwest Coast Path as his prize for podiuming him twice now. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, was, yeah. They just carved off us. In fact, they gave him Godrevi. Well, you, you're not it. far off. I actually got a very large piece of slate both times, which um, was dug <laughs> yeah. out of Cornwall, I suspect. So it came from Wales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, so it, it does it does bring up that that thing. The thing is, I don't actually know where my art buckle is now. So I mean, I kind of I haven't really. really. I haven't, you're not realised no. you're wearing it right now on camera. 
It's oh, it's so, yeah, it's so much, so much. Oh, there it is, holding my trousers up. Um, but yeah, I mean, well, you don't need office. the physical buckle once you've got it tattooed onto your chest, do you? Maybe that's the answer. You get across the finish line, and they go right over here. You come, and then you just get it tattooed on, and then we can you can just roll up your sleeve and go. Look at those. There you go. I, don't, I, I tell you what, <laughs> there is a lot of trade for tattoo artists at the end of ultramarathons, like especially long ones. They, oh, yeah. It is easy pickings, like shooting fish in a barrel. Some vulnerable, yeah. tired person who no longer feels pain and is quite happy with what they've just done, straight in the chair for a tattoo. I don't introduce I myself I to people anymore. I just hand over my buckle. I don't say I'm yeah, yeah, I take but, it along to all yeah, social but, gatherings. We, I, you know, I, I like, I, you know, I really don't know if I'd, I, I mean, that, that buckle meant a lot at that time. So I, that's where I get it. I get it if you're, if, and you know, I go back on this again. If you were racing your first 10K, that medal you receive at the finish line is, is going to mean mm. a lot. You know, particularly if you've come from, you know, you've done a journey, you've done couch to 5K and, and you're going through mm. that process. And, and, and so it's really easy, you know, like you gentlemen I've, I've been given a lot of things on a ribbon and and i'm sort of kind of at that point where i kind of go like i just don't really and I, thanks very much but I, I don't yeah that's great but you know it comes back to what we're doing here and it, to for a five pounds the key for us is to run a really good race i'm not going to blow what money we've got on spending you know 500 quid on medals or something like that just to make sure everyone's got something like that but we have got something we have got something but i'm not going to tell you what it is it's beautiful that's all i will say i actually had tried to give away the first 10k i ran um bizarrely ran it as a dressed as an emu with steve wyatt and lloyd and t and some others um i, I won't oh, go that was good review, wasn't it? That. yeah yeah it was to do with the curry and some beer after the arc um but we we ran that and at the end of it i was given that was my first ever 10k in fact my only 10k until ptr's race um and i tried to give God. it to steve uh, to steve wyatt's eldest um at the end of it because he didn't have anything to kind of and Steve made him give it back. I actually gave it to him and, and off he wondered, happy as Larry. And Steve sent him back with it. He's like, you, you didn't earn that. Um, give it back to Jay. It's Jay's first. So I had to Jay, I've got to, Jay, I've got, to, I've got to say, I'm so excited to see how you do at this 10K. Because like the only form that we currently know of yours in a 10K is wearing an emu costume. What am I going to do and when this, I'm unleashed? Eh? I mean, this, is, this could be Jay unchained. Well, like, the only reason I'm not doing it in a, in a bird costume this year is avian flu. So who knows? Bad taste. Yeah. <laughs> so topical, It's a bit too though. soon, isn't it? So topical. So topical. <laughs> mm. I, I, I might get I, taken But it's down. always good to get an insight into people's training or racing techniques. And if, if wearing a We're large We're supposed to have a technique. Is... Hang on. We'll be really looking. It's really great that you've signed I'm up. Terrified. So thank you very much for I'm absolutely terrified. 10k that's a scary distance man toby toby would you be upset if like people like jay turned up wearing emu costumes to sort of almost like diminish the seriousness of your like trail race if some idiot turned up wearing an emu are you gonna borrow an emu costume this isn't what we did this for like for novelty value this is like you know this is serious trail racing who, who am I to come in? You know, Judge. as long as it's branded up with Salomon or Innovate or something like that, you know, whatever. I, I, if people, I, a racing what, actually, you? Do you know what we? 
we had this we had this thing that we had this this conversation we're like you know what happens if you know because we're holding this near to christmas what happens if people turn up in santa suits oh it's yeah it, do you know what it's a really hard 10k it's a really hard course <laughs> if, if Good you want to if you want to do that then then crack on because it's it's gonna get ri- it's gonna get doubly unpleasant so you know it like all these things <laughs> you know do what you want but you've got it's to a get race around. on sand you know two people are going to turn up in a camel suit right <laughs> <laughs> on their way to a New Year's Eve party somewhere. It's it's all good. It's all good. You just got to get around it. That's all I'm saying. And and and, yeah. and supporters are welcome. I remember yeah, reading so on my Angie's email. Yeah, indeed. And um, we are holding post race um, the PTR Christmas do the Parent Trail Runners Christmas do at the Watering Hole Pub. Um, so thanks to to Tommy for hosting us there. Um, so uh, we've said. As we did with last year's one, it's it's open to all in the running community. You don't have to be a PTR member. Um, all other clubs, or if you're just sort of a lone wolf out there, um, just come along uh, and have a beer afterwards. Um, it's just just want to get people together. Really, that's the that's the key thing. So that's from one o'clock. And what what's the timing for that? Because I might come down. <laughs> yeah. So that's yeah yeah. Get, I mean you know, I mean the race just overrated. Tristan, you've done loads of running. You don't have to do the race. So that's just, just filled the, the watering so hole that's, now. Tristan is going to be there. You can come along, ask him what his favourite granola is. Um, what what socks does he like? Powered by. Yeah. yeah um, you know, what's your favourite Innovate trainer? Um, what the Salomon Vapor flies like? During mile 97 of your epic Thames Path uh, <laughs> race, what were you thinking about? What's your favourite form of style, Tris? Finishing the same thing I think about throughout the whole of the race. <laughs> so, so no, that's from one. That's um, from one o'clock. That's from one. That's from one o'clock. So uh, race race starts. Okay. Um, Ten thirty. Um, I have to say we've no entries on the day. Nice. That's that. I've been messaged by people about that. We are we are full um, for the race. But 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 beers from one. Um, Come along and, and cheer on the yeah. course. That'd be great. Absolutely great. More support. Where's the best better. place to spectate on the course from? Do you think? Um, pretty much by the bar in the watering hole, you can see down <laughs> no, the beach, good. and you can see them coming back. No, no you can. You can, I was hoping you'd are, say that. <laughs> there's um, well, the, the beach is pretty good because it's a beach start, so they go out and then they they have the first climb going up on the coast path. Um, uh, but there's there's um, actually the return. We one of the things is nice is they come back that way, so they get this drop that goes down. Um, you come. Nice I mean, job, you, that. you guys know. Or, no, Perrin, Perrin Beach, you go up over Khan Clue, which is um, the last sort of cl- the climb that then drops down onto Perrin mm. So you will pretty much you get people coming down there and you can see them from the beach before they actually then come down the steps onto the beach. And then it's a sprint back across. So, um, yeah, in actual nice. fact, the, the beach is a, is a good location or just be really cruel and just go out to the blowout before the start of the race the and just blowout. sit up there watching them come up because it is it is it is good. It's gruesome, but You've it's good. You've got to put a photographer <laughs> there, haven't you, so that people have to work hard as well. You know, can't just we? Like we have a photographer it. there. Yes. We have a. Pho- we've got. We've got. We've got Will Harper Penrose. He's going to ah, be. Uh, he's doing photography duties for us. So um, thank you, Will. He's go- he's going to be there, and we wrecked it. He said, "Oh, well, let's look at. Could you show me the good spots?" And I went, "Yeah, it's the blowout." So here's the that's where he's going to be. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Lovely. Oh, brilliant. Um. Right, well, we we better we better wrap there. That that was I, mean, I yeah. think it's a part two for Toby somewhere in in your future because oh, we God. didn't cover half the topics that I wanted to there. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh... Well, depending on whether we lost the first half of the recording, uh, there's probably a part <laughs> one as well. <laughs> yeah, oh, oh no, I'm sure we're fine. Uh, gentlemen, can I just say, I, I, I really uh, thank you very much. It's, uh, I mean, it's a real honour to be asked on. I'm, you know, still not quite sure with the, you know, the calibre of guests you normally get on. I'm not sure what I'm doing here, for, or I haven't been sure, but I've enjoyed the chat. It's been, it's been a lot well, of The calibre of the host, really I lot. think you, you, you have every right to be here. calibre of the host as well. Both of you are luminaries no in the world of trail running. Oh, you're both, dear. Good, you're both good gentlemen. You're both good gentlemen. Oh well, thank you for coming on, mate. It's um, it's you're a guest I've wanted to have for a while, and and we had that little chat down in St Just. So um, it, it, yeah, I'm I'm very pleased to have had you on a guest, as we both are. Oh, mm. it's a pleasure. Yeah, and well, good luck with the race on the 11th. Is the 11th right? Yeah, 11th of December. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, and good will, luck, Jay. Say- um, thank you. <laughs> yeah. I, I will just put one one little shout out um, for for Perrin Trail Runners. If anyone is interested in the club, you can find us at perrintrailrunners.co.uk. And also, if you are visiting Cornwall, um, we often get um, visiting runners are very very welcome to join us on a Thursday uh, run or the every other Sunday run. Um, just drop us a message if if you want to come out. Um, we've, and we've you're on Facebook and, and Instagram as well. Yeah, we got it all covered, man. We're everywhere. <laughs> We shall put links on our Instagram posts. It seems to be the most popular forum um, for us to share information, the Instagram thing. So we shall do that as well. Right. Cheers, Toby. Cool. Thanks, Toby. Take care, guys. Cheerio. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Trail and Error podcast. If you enjoyed it, don't forget to like, subscribe, and most important of all, share it with your friends and your family. Also, if you have any guest suggestions or suggestions for features that you would like to see on the Trail and Error podcast, please get in touch with us via our social media channels at trail underscore and underscore error underscore UK. It makes more sense when it's written down, I promise you. Oh, and we're on Facebook too. See you next time. Thanks for listening.